Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I think this is episode 437. I consistently do this where I don't actually check what episode number it is before I start the podcast and then get totally lost and confused, but uh, that's the story of my life. So regardless, it's an episode about progress today, an important topic and something that I do episodes on occasionally, uh, but kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper into how to measure progress, especially as you become more advanced or maybe a bit older. Uh, This is something that is hard for a lot of people, especially if you became motivated in the first place because of all the progress you saw. I know I'm that way and have struggled uh, in the past, and things have kind of changed this year a little bit uh, as I'm a dad and things like that. Things are shifting. So I want to talk about how I'm measuring progress, different ways progress can be measured, and that it's not all about pounds on the scale. So let's get started with today's show. Coming up next. All right, so we'll get started today's episode about progress. I want to talk about what progress means and how to measure it. Now, the reason for doing this episode is kind of because I fall into a lot of the same cycles and patterns and traps that other people do, uh, where you become motivated, create some crazy plan, try to follow it, fall off the wagon, realize you don't have to do all that and create something more sustainable, get bored with that, and repeat that cycle. Now, I think the reason for this is when people get started with health and fitness, they get really super motivated because of beginner progress. I know I was this way. My goals were starting out, you know, trying to gain muscle, um, not really lose body fat, to be honest, but a lot of people do start out that way. Regardless of where you're starting, strength training, muscle building, fat loss, Beginners can see a ton of progress. It's almost like you're on drugs or something with how fast beginners can change. They change their physique. They gain tons of strength. uh, They look totally different in a year after starting training, and it's just this insane transformation. And of course, we'd like that to continue. It's easy to be motivated when you're making these crazy newbie gains. But the truth is that doesn't always last forever. So what is the person who's 50 been training for 30 years, what do they do? Or what is the person who, you know, is starting when they're 65? Or what does the person do who, like me, is maybe, you know, advanced around 30? Like, you know, they've been training since they're 16 years old and things are starting to progress slower and slower. What do you do? Well, I think it's very important to realize progress isn't always slabs of muscle being gained and pounds of fat being lost. The scale is important, and we'll talk about that first today, but it is only part of the picture, and it's important to remember all these other things have a place as well. So like I said, it's something I've been dealing with a little bit in my own goals. I'll touch on it right now a little bit and then probably later on as well, but you know, I want to accomplish some goals as well as far as strength, muscle building are concerned. I really like strength more than anything and seeing progress there. Um, it's hard to remember you don't have to do everything to make progress. And it's hard. It's also hard to remember that um, you don't have to make perfect the enemy of good, which just means it's okay to gain, you know, 
2% strength per week instead of three and a half, uh, you're still making great progress and you'll probably end up at the same place even if you take several extra months to do it. Uh, there's a lot of journeys to the same point. You know, old school bodybuilders, old strength athletes, or even average people 50 years ago looked great at certain times. It's not like we've broken the code since then with something new. Uh, it just takes time and consistency and a good amount of effort. Um, so I think it's super important to realize that progress can come in a lot of different ways. So that's kind of where this is going to keep coming back to today. The scale is only part of it. And, you know, this is something I've been always manipulating at some point in my own journey. The scale is a great measurement method of progress because it's pretty much the only objective one we have. Um, it is pretty predictable. It changes quite well in relation to muscle gain and fat loss. If you gain muscle, the weight goes up. If you lose fat, the weight goes down. Other things like body fat percentage don't always work that way on a week-to-week basis, so scale can be much more accurate to use. So I do like using the scale, and there's a reason apps and calculators and coaches use the scale more than anything, is that weight is easily manipulated. Uh, But it's not all about weight, and I think that is something that's hard because, especially with muscle gain, once you become more advanced, like where I am, you're not going to gain a pound of muscle a week. You're not going to gain a pound of muscle every two weeks. And uh, the scale's not going to go up and down as fast. You're playing with smaller, smaller percentages of your total weight. So another good thing to keep an eye on is actually measurements. This is something that I use a lot, especially in fat loss. I guess I use it in muscle gain too, but fat loss, it takes a huge role on especially the waist measurement is one that I like. So uh, keeping track of how your waist is changing is a super helpful way to uh, just gauge progress in how you're gaining fat or losing fat, I think. The scale might be staying the same, but if your waist is going down, you're probably losing fat. Again, if your weight is maybe going up a little bit, but your waist is going up a lot, you're probably gaining fat. Uh, which is not what you want in like a gaining phase. So measurements can be a great, great tool. I also like visual changes quite a bit. Things like um, how you look in the mirror, progress pictures, how your clothes fit. Those all play a big role as well. This is all measuring progress in different ways other than the scale or how I prefer to do it in addition to the scale. But that's not where I am in my journey. So I use these things. They play an important role. I take these things weekly, weight, waist measurement, body fat, visual changes, so on and so forth. But what I'm looking at is more quality of life things, health, energy. Um, Are you feeling more energized from your training? Are you getting healthier? Your blood markers improving like cholesterol and triglycerides and blood sugar. Are these things getting better? Because why are we doing this if not to live long, healthy, happy lives, right? And that's kind of something I'm paying more attention to now. And I think that might just be some maturity coming into play where it's not all about just gains, bro. It's more about health, longevity, living, you know, good life to teach my son the things he needs to learn, things like that. Um, It's more important to me now. Uh, But even further, you know, and I go into the health markers and all that a little bit more on the written version of this article at stoltzfit.com slash blog. But even more than the health especially more than the physique changes, is the quality of life changes. I think this is the part of progress people do not pay attention to enough. It's hard because it's not always a visual change and it can sometimes be a negative visual change. It can 
not be always a health change either. Uh, things might not make a huge difference from week one to week 12, but you find something that works for you and your quality of life. You find balance. And that is kind of what I've been realizing. So to circle back to the beginning of the show where I talked about um, how I fall into this trap of being super motivated, making a crazy plan, trying to follow it, falling off and creating something more sustainable. Right now I'm right after the falling off, creating more sustainable parts. So um, the I guess to keep it short, I sometimes think I need to do more volume than I do. And I do so much volume, so many exercises, sets, just the intensity through the roof because I like it and want to make the changes and I'm willing to put in the work. I do so much that my workouts take longer. I get super sore and it definitely takes me longer to recover. I even sleep worse if my workouts are too crazy. All of these things, I believe, hurt or at least they don't make me a better husband or dad. And that's kind of my top goal right now. So balance is super important to me. Having workouts that are, you know, under 45 minutes or an hour is important because my son hangs out with me while I train and I don't want him crying for the last 10 minutes of the session because uh, I want him to enjoy it. You know, it's a fun time for us to be together and he gets to see me exercise, maybe pick up on some of that. Um, and at least he gets to play and rip around with his little dump trucks and stuff. So it's a time that's supposed to be fun and doing something too intense or too long definitely doesn't add to that. Getting too sore definitely makes me want to chase him around the yard less and it makes me less active and fun. It uh, makes me want to walk less far with the dogs, that kind of thing. You know, those are things that are very important to me, that balance and quality of life. And that's probably the most important to me. And it's definitely a way to measure progress. If I can be, you know, the same weight I was a year ago with a similar build, similar body fat, but feel great, run around with my son, be a great dad. That's more important than being three pounds heavier with a little bit more muscle and a little bit lower body fat to me. For some people, it's not. Some people are professionals. Some people are all about the gain train, gaining muscle, losing fat. And don't get me wrong, I am too to a certain extent. I mean, my training does revolve around hypertrophy. My diet is in check most of the year where I you know, eat for muscle gain, change it up, eat for maintenance, maybe change it up, uh, do a reverse diet, maybe some fat loss, things like that. I keep it in check pretty tight actually because it's what I do for a living. But uh, even then, my main thing that I want is quality of life to be improved, good strength, good health, good longevity, look decent, have confidence, and be a great dad and husband. So the point of the episode isn't for you to use what I use for progress. It's to realize it doesn't always have to be crazy muscle gain, crazy fat loss, big transformations, tons of weight on the bar. Do what makes you feel good. Stay injury-free. Not be too sore. Be a good husband, friend, son, daughter, father, mother, whatever you insert the word that works best for you. Do what helps you be the best version of you and make progress towards your goals and realize we're all going on a journey to the same place here and in health and fitness, we're all on the journey to the same goal in the end. What you could accomplish in eight years being perfectly optimal, it might take you 10 not being perfectly optimal, but if you can achieve balance and um, a good quality of life and take a little bit longer, I would choose that every day of the week. So 
little thoughts for you here on Monday in August here and uh, hopefully it resonates with you. It's something I'm constantly thinking about and changing because it's easy to fall into the same traps. There's a lot of marketing and fitness and a lot of people to look up to. It's easy to become a little bit discouraged with slowed down progress. But remember, it's not always about muscle and fat. So that's it for today, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another show. And see you guys later. Talk to you next episode.